This is Cultivating Place. I'm Jennifer Jewell. This week, we consider the idea of mental health and our gardens from an even more poignant perspective. In the wake of the recent Uvalde and then Oklahoma gun violence deaths and tragedies, I wish this was not such a timely episode, but it is. I am joined this week in conversation by Gabrielle Chanel L., Shanae Pickett, and Ezekiel McCarter, founders of the Long Live Love Foundation. Following the traumatic deaths of Gabrielle's husband and Shanae and Zeke's father, the Reverend David McCarter, in 2011, and Gabrielle's eldest son and Shanae and Zeke's brother, Emmanuel, several years later, their very personal and lived mission is to support other survivors and victims of traumatic violence, in part through the solace, sanctuary, and community of a public healing serenity garden in West Oakland, California. Gabrielle, Shanae, and Zeke, it is such a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for your time and welcome to the program. So happy to be here, Jennifer. Thank you for having us here. I I start almost every program with the same question. What is your relationship to plants in these times, not only in our world, but in your own life? And I'll go ahead and start with Gabrielle and ask that question, and then I will move to Shanae and Zeke. Gabrielle, if you were to give us a distilled articulation of your relationship to plants and gardens right now, what would that be? It would be a place of solitude, rest, healing, and tranquility, a place for me of of new life and a new future and um, future of medicine and future um, the food for the community. That's really how I see it now. Yeah. Shanae, I'll move to you. Gardening is um, really for me right now, it's a new adventure. The one thing that I have cleaved to and that I enjoy is plucking the weeds. So at this stage, it is about um, protecting the plants that are trying to grow and also just some immediate gratification of just tearing out something that's not supposed to be there. And Zeke, what about you? What would you say is your relationship to plants or gardening or nature at this moment in time and in your life? At this time and always gardens and plants and really nature at, at whole has been a parallel to as a gentle reminder of growth. Plants and gardens are very tender but resilient. They endure a lot of conditions and uh, climates and this is a reminder for me personally is to continue growing continue evolving and continue shining all our colors i want to ask you each to take us back and share a little bit more about your earliest influences and the the people and the places and the plants that would have perhaps grown you into humans who would have met this time in your own lives, a, a time of loss and tragedy and and grief, and taken that moment and decided to move towards an idea of a garden. There are a million ways that any human might meet such a moment, and not all of them translate into creating a garden. So maybe there are moments in your own past, uh, and then collectively, together your pasts, that would would have brought you to a point where that is the choice you would have made as you move forward. And let's start with you, Gabrielle. Yes, uh, Jennifer, for me, um, I would say my earliest influence of gardening and nature and being a part of nature and planting would definitely be my father um, as a start. Um, He was a lover of science and medicine and um, he even named, gave my middle name, um, was named after amino acid. (laughs) 
he he likes science and biology so much. He wanted everybody to go into like maybe nursing. Well, he was a you know an educator, a teacher, medicine, um, and so from that, um, I remember the times he would um, pick me and all my siblings up from San Francisco and take us out to Corning, California. On the way there, we would pick peaches, plums, pears. He knew of different orchards and different places we would stop, pick up cherries, and so I just remember that as well as. Um, growing up with blackberry vines in the backyard and him making us blackberry pie from that. And um, that is to this day is still one of my favorite cobblers, a blackberry cobbler um, that my dad would make. And so it wasn't until recently that a lot of those memories came back to me because I think in different chapters of our life, we, um, we put things on the shelf or we compartmentalize them somewhere and it wasn't until um in those moments recently that i remember the serenity and the peace that came along with picking and being a part of you know going out and picking our own fruits and things like that shanae what about you do you have have memories or influences in your life that would have led you to process uh this this chapter in your life in this way? Absolutely not. I am here because <laughs> my mother, and Ezekiel, I think that he uh, is the major influence in gardening, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm here as like an executor and a supporter and an organizer. Um, the gardening, Ezekiel would be my biggest influence. All right. So I will, I will head to you, Zeke, uh, and ask this same, this same question. That's, that's, I didn't know that, Shanae, nice. Um, wear that badge of honor. Um, I, we grew up in Texas, and we spent summers, many of our summers in East Texas, where our father um, was born and raised at my grandmother's house and spent hot summers, just bare feet on the ground, really developing like a strong relationship with the earth as a whole, even barefoot in the woods. We would just, just it was a beautiful adventure being out there. So many places you could play and games you can create with pine cones and different things with nature. In extension from that, my father had me and my brother, <laughs> he believed that the boys should work outside and the ladies uh, handle the cleaning on the uh, inside on weekends. So me and my brother would spend Saturday mornings bright and early cutting the grass, picking weeds, sweeping up grass and just tidying up the house on the outside. So that really also just encouraged the meditative relationship. As hot as it was, it was still moments where I would be singing out there and um, dreaming out there. And that extended to discovering, I feel like I'm gonna give you a long answer, but. <laughs> But um, that uh, also led into me discovering um, or learning more about global warming and just the relationship that I already developed with our earth in those contexts really um, inspired me to learn more about it and be an advocate for our earth, an earth steward, earth advocate. And that I did that a project on that in high school, which inspired when I moved to the Bay a job opportunity to work that was discovered by my mother um, to work for a nonprofit called Community Grows. And I was a garden educator for, first I was an intern for about a year. And then I became a garden educator at a few elementary schools and after school programs for about four years while I balanced my musical career. Um, the earth has always just been a natural, I'm a Virgo, I'm an earth sign, so there's always <laughs> just been a natural, natural inclination for me to develop a relationship or just have that relationship. And it's, it's beautiful to see what it's blossomed into today. Yeah. And so let's move into the heart of our conversation, which is the catalysts for the formation of the Long Live Love Foundation and the events that came together for the three of you to envision 
this way forward. The organization was founded formally in July of 2020 as a, a community endeavor for for survivors of very specific types. So great. Let's start with you, Gabrielle. I guess we'll start with the name itself. A Long Live Love came from a seven-track um, EP that Emmanuel produced in his high school year, the year following the murder of his, my husband, his dad, that happened um, in East Texas back in 2011. From that EP, it was able to earn him a, several different scholarships um, just from writing the song. He went and performed the song. He did some writing um, essays and it earned him some money to go off to college. Fast forward to um, him being an intern in LA, uh, he was unlawfully detained and for a night with the LA police where um, he was traumatically affected by some actions that took place while he was in custody overnight. And he was never really the same. And three months later, that June of, of 2019, June 13th, he um, committed suicide. And the day after that homegoing celebration that we had for his life, I was sitting there in church and I really couldn't get the, the, um, the view of his coffin from out of my sight. Like all I could see was coffin. I know they were up, the choir was singing, you know, church was going on, but tears was just rolling down my eyes. And all I could see was him there from the day before. And I just closed my eyes and took, went on the journey. And I really believe a download from the creator from above. I saw a movie play out of a whole center. Um, it was land. I saw horses. It was more like a community healing village, more of what I felt like I saw. And it reminded me of some of the retreats um, Emmanuel would talk about that he, he was going on in, on his healing journey um, after the murder of his dad, he became very active with nature and gardening and planning and music and the arts. And I remember just felt like I was watching the movie and was just somewhere else. And as soon as I opened my eyes, it's like I heard Long Live Love Foundation. And it's just like, I, I was like, that's it. And I felt like I just saw what Long Live Foundation will become and a year later, in our one-year anniversary, we decided, let's start meeting. Let's start meeting. Let's make Long Live Love Foundation a reality. Mm. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, there is so much we need to compost in this world. Um, we we know this, and our our gardens, um, hopefully, are one of the ways we can each individually do this um, across our lives. And community gardens such as this one are just incredibly potent spaces for possibility along these lines. Um, let me just say, Gabrielle, I am so grateful for you sharing this story, and honored to be. To be sharing it forward so thank you thank you this is cultivating place gabrielle chanel l shanae pickett and zeke mccarter are the founders of the long live love foundation based in oakland california the mission of the foundation is to support survivors and victims of traumatic violence, in part through the beauty and community of a public healing serenity garden in West Oakland, California. We'll be right back after a break when we will hear more from Ezekiel on his vision for the Long Live Love Foundation and his role in its creative direction. Stay with us. 
Hey, it's Jennifer. Oh, the gardening metaphor response from you all was so great. Thank you, everyone who wrote in with thoughts. Each of them were insightful and thought-provoking and personal, from joy, resilience, to existential transcendence and connection. The conversation regarding all the gifts of the garden is meta or quantum gardening at its richest and deepest. Shout out to Doug, Molly, Peggy, Jimmy, and Carly for their notes. They each have a copy of Flora Forager's Fairy Garden Journals heading their way. Keep planting. Keep growing. Keep living your best garden lives, friends. This old world of ours, with all of her aches and pains and woundedness, and beauty and joy and connection, she needs us. So we will keep growing up. We're back now to our conversation about the Long Live Love Foundation, the mission of which is to support survivors and victims of traumatic violence, in part through the solace, sanctuary, and community of a public healing serenity garden in West Oakland, California. As we come back, Zeke shares more about his vision for the foundation, the garden, and his role in its creative direction. Yes. Um, well, this has been, from my perspective, this has been a long time in the making from back. I would start a garden and teaching. This opportunity presented itself to become a teacher there, to grow from an intern to a teacher actually after our father passed. And that was really therapeutic for me in that process to nurture life, to teach kids, teach the youth about nurturing life and it's really just healing for me um, in that position for those four years. And I'm a dream back then as I was juggling and managing my music career about, wow, we should, this would be nice to have our own foundation. Just being so involved with the community and the relationship that my mother has to, com to the community. She was born and raised in the Fillmore and I was teaching there. So it was really just a full circle experience and we used to talk about it like wow should have our own I mean these are our it's our family these are it's our community I continued on with my music career but it, it was I didn't see it coming through the catalyst of my brother but as soon as my mother represented this idea to us it was like okay yeah it's time and immediately reached out to community grows we had already developed a strong relationship with with Barbara and she started really doing a lot of my mother really just put the wheels on this like never before and everyone started showing up out of the woodworks and my relationship with gardening with different partners in the bay area as far as like schools and teachers and it was all harmonious really truly so it's like okay it's, it just felt like it's time now it's time so what the things you used to dream about um when i was teaching it's like it finally manifested and it was as unfortunate as it is that it had to come at the life of my brother it was also really affirming to the the testament of healing that this provides for us as a people as well as the earth yeah yeah Shanae what would you add to that as to your your role and perspective on the formation and and vision as you move forward? What I would say is that I am someone who can hear a vision and then my wheels immediately start turning about like how to make this real. I dive myself into the work, the work. Okay, so you know this person, you have this skill. Let's let's get all of this together. Let's organize what day should we get together? <laughs> and do this let's let's get started so it's it's about collaboration with networking resources talent skills blending them all together to have the finished project which is our community garden now and just staying inspired by the work and the words of the visionaries of my brother Ezekiel and my mother um 
they're 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 bright ideas. <laughs> so the the mission of the of the foundation reads uh, to provide support, resources, and a safe healing space for people in the community that have witnessed or experienced adverse consequences of trauma suicide, gun violence, harm or loss of life as a result of excessive use of police force. We also serve to support those harmed by this country's ill-equipped mental health care system. It is cited that it's the vision, as noted, of Gabrielle to honor both the memory of her husband, Reverend David McCarter, and her son, Emmanuel Dickey McCarter L. And at this point, the uh, uh, again, as I was saying earlier, uh, the the foundation is the embracing organization around community grows, planting justice, led to life, city slicker farms, revolutionary, Pata Ali Love Club, and Cafe Fifteen, and. I am specifically speaking with you about the serenity and healing garden aspect of the work and your your fundraising and your hopes. I would love to have you all share with me and listeners your vision for the the scope of the healing garden, the the role of the healing garden and its physical location um, at this point. And then we'll we'll dive more deeply into uh, what the future looks like there. So the healing um, and serenity part is where um, where we were able to have our the the grand opening of the garden was the two year anniversary of um, Emmanuel, and in that we had a beautiful ceremony. Uh, with dancers and drummers and music and um, the altar was, I mean, flowers. It was beautiful. Um, I've never experienced or witnessed anything like that. Um, The magic of it, um, we had a whole veil where you go behind the veil to come into the garden and we created a very sacred place um, they um, actually, before coming into the garden, their hands were washed. You know, that was a part of the ceremony that led to life played a part in. And in that, um, we see it as a place where families, people who have experienced trauma, they can come there. Um, they can be one with the earth. They can maybe come there. They may want to plant plant something in memory of someone and come back to be able to watch it grow. Um, Another family that have gone through something similar may want to actually host something there in the garden and do something similar like we did in order to honor or remember their loved one. Um, Also, it's a place where that we hope, um, well, we've been in conversations with therapists, healers, um, um, Reiki, acupuncturists, um, different modalities of healing outside of medication and being able to have um, real herbs growing there that we can give to people to actually um, to be a part of their healing journey. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. And uh Shanae, you uh, seem to be, uh, I I love how the three of you are this trifecta of like body, mind, spirit, organization. Um, You know, it's, it's a, it's a great, yeah, it's a, it's a a beautiful Trinity there. Tell us about where it's located and, and how big it is currently. Do you have visions for it being larger? Uh, What is your current kind of infrastructure right now? (laughs) <laughs> we are um, in uh, West Oakland. The exact address is 665 29th Street. So we're in West Oakland, um, otherwise known as Ghost Town. Um, at this time, we have the capacity um, to maybe host like small groups of about 50 people. Um, 
standing room um, and we can get really creative with the seating. What we desire to branch out and do is create an indoor space on this same property to be able to host indoor events, classes, um, things that are garden related, healing related in this same space. How big is the 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 lot that you're on currently? Ooh, these are great architecture questions. Um, <laughs> I think we're going to have an answer to this shortly. Okay, great. I mean, I, I guess part of what I'm saying uh, or or wondering because I haven't seen a picture of it is at this point you have a specific garden in place, but there is still space on the lot that you have to build out with the the interior spaces that you're you're envisioning for classes and other gatherings. Am I ga- am I getting that right? Oh yes. So the vision is we have uh, two actually we have a house on this property, and then we also currently yes and um, a okay. storefront area. Ideally, we would rehab both of the existing um, uh, structures. Okay. And basically, give them to the foundation, and they can use this space. Okay. And maybe I'll move to Zeke now and have you describe. Uh, the the garden that you are working in right now as it is currently uh, planted or designed where this initial um, launch ceremony took place and um, maybe describe a little bit of its layout, Zeke, and the kinds of plants or, or the flow of the garden so people can visualize it. Yes, um, I'm. I, that was a good question. Like how big it is? I had me pulling up notes. It's approximately 113 feet by 68.6 feet. Oh, so nice. Uh, yeah. So that's. You can get some good gardening done indeed, in that. Yeah. Indeed, and some. <laughs> we haven't. We also have a stage back there for it. So it's really multi-purpose, multi-use space. Um, definitely the early beginnings. We actually also have a storefront that's a part of the building that. We're hoping to at least the long-term vision is to turn into a whole foods health or some like medicinal store that we can, you know, uh, repurpose and actually service some plants and things from the garden. Long-term though, that's a good long game we have, but it's um, currently we chose, we chose for this last season, uh, we chose plants that working with planting justice and also um, a lot of friends and loved ones that I met during uh, I actually had a, a permaculture design course that I was certified for. And a lot of people from the course actually really did a lot of the heavy lifting and a major just pivotal work to get the garden up and running. Uh, we chose plants like echinacea. We chose um, sorrel. We chose, what else do we choose? Fruits, fruit trees back there. We have a jasmine tree. We have a kumquat tree. We have... What else do we have? So many things, a sage, lavender, different things for it. The, when designing at the permaculture course, we wanted to have a multi-sensory space for people to smell, to taste. Also, I mean, the sound, you can't really hear the plants, but you, you know, we also have a stage back there for music. <laughs> you can sing to the plants on. Um, but we chose plants that really um, focused and supported um, mental and nerve uh, nervous system health for people who deal with um, different guess, unfortunate circumstances uh, physi- biologically or physiologically that they can take plants. There's been times where I have a sorrel, uh, not a sorrel, actually no, a sorrel is another plant, but um, there's a nettle plant. If you get stung, actually I was oh, discovered. Yeah, the yeah, stinging, the stinging nettle. nettle. Yeah. Also, <laughs> there was a plant that I... Um, I discovered it was introduced to by um, one of the volunteers, one of our partners we work with there. She like said, chew this and rub it on the stinging nettle and it'll be okay. I'm just so used to enduring. So I was like, oh, okay, this is like really (laughs) a great idea. So much support and health here. Um, But at the same time, just really wanted to, the the big um, idea was to, just have it be not only a place that's beautifully uh, beautiful visually, but also it's supportive to mental health and nervous system health and health as a whole. We have some very tasty uh, plants and things back there. 
I mean, I don't know what's back there now, considering the wintertime, we are in the process of choosing new plants and re, uh, redesigning the space. But that was an initial plan. This is Cultivating Place. Gabrielle Chanel L., Shanae Pickett, and Zeke McCarter are the founders of the Long Live Love Foundation, based in Oakland, California. The mission of the foundation is to support survivors and victims of traumatic violence, in part through the beauty and community of a public healing serenity garden in West Oakland, California. We'll be right back after a break with more about the specifics of the garden's shape, scope, and goals. Stay with us. Hey, it's Jennifer. It was really poignant to hear from Zeke about the message, metaphor, reminder he receives from his continued relationship to the garden he and his family are developing. A garden born of some of the hardest of life's lessons on loss and tragedy at the hands of humanity's lesser rather than better angels. When Zeke said, quote, at this time and always, gardens and plants and really nature as a whole has been a parallel path, a gentle reminder of growth. Plants and gardens are very tender, but they are also resilient. They endure a lot of conditions and climates, and it's just a reminder to me personally to continue growing, continue evolving, and continue shining all our colors, end quote. I couldn't agree with you more, Zeke. Continue growing and healing and continue shining all of our colors, garden friends. May we grow and may we shine. We're back now to our conversation with the founders of the Long Live Love Foundation and their goal of a healing serenity garden in West Oakland, California, to support victims and survivors of traumatic violence. As we come back, Zeke, Gabrielle, and Shanae describe goals for the future of the garden and from the canopy of sheltering trees to the softening fragrant ground covers, sorrels, and healing perennials like echinacea, we hear more about the garden's plants. More of those plants, as, as well as ashwagandha, sage, um, yeah, St. John's wort, they have calendula, rosemary, Ultimately, I've always dreamed of like opening and like having our own um, botanical garden. I actually had an opportunity um, to work at the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens in New York. I chose my music career instead, <laughs> but uh, it's been my vision and passion to like have our, uh, our own botanical garden. And I believe there's so much wealth in the earth and our relationship with it. Long term, uh, that's really the um, I'd say it's my dream and vision. You know, it's been it's been two years now since you really launched this, and clearly you have um, you know you've gotten two years under your belt uh, as you look at uh, you know next steps or fundraising deadlines to help see this vision come into full manifestation. Uh, Share with us some of your uh, goals and maybe, um, you know, next events that the garden will be the the site for. Let's uh, maybe start with you, Gabrielle, or with Shanae, which... Our ultimate plans are to continue to raise money to help secure some funding that could probably help with us with the constructing of the the storefront building 
to bring it to a place where it could be indoor use, but also some of the things that we'll be thinking about doing as a greenhouse. We're grateful because we, everything, the goals that we set to accomplish last year, we met them all. And that in itself was, it really increased my faith. It really brought me, you know, some peace and joy that, you know, some of the things that we envisioned and, and, and wanted to do, that people stepped in and help us, helped us to accomplish that, even to the point of we talked about a stage and they came and helped build it. So it was beautiful. We're hoping to host something around Mother's Day. That being really important to me because Emmanuel planted these succulents for me on Mother's Day three years ago. And those succulents have been transported into the garden and we just, they're just growing and blossoming there. And I would like to be able to ho- hopefully do something maybe for mothers who have lost their, their, their child. But in, in June, we um, plan to partner with the Oakland Juneteenth 15th annual celebration, which is um, brought to you by Brilliant Minds Project. Um, and that will be on June 25th from 11 to 6 p.m. We'll be um, collaborating with um, with the founder of the Juneteenth to be a part of the health zone that they have. We'll be able to, a few of Emmanuel's songs will be featured there that Ezekiel will be, you know, sharing. Um, and then also um, we hope to invite families to be a part of that area um, that have um, lost someone. So, and that will be taking place at the St. Mary's Senior Sitting Garden area. So we'll be posted there for our, um, for that, for our wellness weekend space. Yeah. So I think you set uh, a fundraising goal of $25,000 last year or maybe in 2020 and and you met that. Do you have any fundraising goals you would like to share with us going forward? Um, yes. Well, currently that is our goal for this year as well. Um, and also in hopes to be able to um, pay for the services that we've been getting, um, that some people have been donating countless hours, volunteer times, and we would like to be able to compensate them at least for some of the hours and time that they're spending um, with us. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, also, we've been, um, we, we, we hope, I've been in talks with someone in regards to teaching about the herbs and coming in and actually teaching in the garden and actually hosting classes there in the garden. And are you hoping for that maybe this summer? Yes, I'm already in conversation with her. She's actually is found her a place to live here in Oakland. She's ready to come. She'll be here this Saturday volunteering and um, want to be bringing indigenous plants. She comes from an indigenous roots and she um, knows, uh, studied about the different healing properties and want to actually help plant some of those in our garden to be part of the medicine that we're going to be offering. So... As we come towards the end of our hour together, I'd love to have any one of you, I'd love to have each of you share, if you can, um, either an anecdote uh, from this past two years, um, or maybe even like a vision for the next two or three years in the garden and the ways you see it very tangibly helping people to process grief and to um, not only maybe process grief, but move forward proactively um, in the way that gardens do to grow a better, a better world that we want to see. Um, And maybe I'll start with Zeke. Nice curveball. Um, (laughs) um, 
as past, present, and future, uh, within this past year, it was really inspiring and just uplifting to see. We started uh, some uh, what we call wellness weekends, where we have different health practitioners and specialists in the field to come and provide uh, their resources as well as education more about plants and how to develop a strong relationship with it as a medicine as well as therapy. Um, we also, a part of that, we it's really multi-use. We have a very beautiful stage made out of uh, California redwood um, that is really nice. And we had also held uh, small performances, concerts there um, throughout, if you will, <laughs> in those weekends. And music is my first love and I felt I actually created an album inspired by the garden that my mother's a part of. <laughs> it was called Eden. And I like to see more artists. It's really, uh, music was therapy for my brother and myself. For me, in addition to that, it was also gardening. But music and the relationship of the arts and as well as the frequencies and the vibration that it holds with nature, it seems like whenever we're all back there, there's a lot more birds flying around. It's just like really, a musical experience as well as it is a natural and organic experience. So I love to see and hear more stories. And within those weekends, we had uh, one of my brother's close friends that he went to high school with. She performed some of her songs inspired by Emmanuel and also inspired in her own um, healing. And I, I'm a high, highly encouraging and hoping to see more of that. I like to see that expand and what all, what all that can blossom into and just how many people in the community um even beyond our immediate community but our statewide even global community how, who can be inspired to come to the long live love uh, garden space uh, it's the long live love foundation who knows what you know this the, the sky's the limit as far as where we can expand into but i love to see more of the arts that's for me personally has been my therapy since i could walk so um, the fact that we have a stage back there that we play music on on our um, opening ceremony in June was just really lifted so many spirits and provided therapy for not only our family, but for everyone there. We actually held a drumming circle for a mother who just recently lost her child. I think uh, it was like a week before, a few days before we had our, um, our drumming circle on. It was like a Sunday or a Saturday. We wrote songs and just in all in the moment, just really uplifted love in their honor and their memory and also in our healing. And there would be some music coming from that pretty soon. I was recently blessed with a grant from the Herba Buena Gardens um, to create a project of my desire that will be released this year. And one of the songs that I wrote is actually that stemmed from that drumming circle. So some, you'll, once it's heard, you'll hear some of the families, uh, my sister, I think my mom is playing percussion as well. But and as far as the percussion goes, it's there's a lot of love and healing that was placed into that recording. So I'm looking forward just to seeing what all can be uplifted spiritually, musically, organically, and yeah, abundantly, truly. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's wonderful. Congratulations on, on that, uh, grant. And, um, you know, they, they say that gardening is the slowest of the performing arts, which I, I always love that. And, uh, and it's so, it is so musical, the vibration of the, the plants and the wind and the animals and the, you know, the, it, it's a song of its own. So Shanae, let's, let's move to you. Um, you know, are there are there anecdotes that you would share or visions you would share on on how this has impacted and landed with people or how you hope it will continue to ground and grow people? Oh, um, I have my career background. Um, the significant things that I've done in my career have been as a mental health technician in the United States Air Force, and I have been an event professional after that for corporate events. And what I've used my skills and talents for for the foundation is um, the logistics of getting people together. I'm in my head, and I'm just trying to make sure that we look professional and we're sharp and 
you know, we're at the right place at the right time. And as I've maintained, like doing a great job in that area, showing up to these events, I've been so blessed to see how organic things have gone and how touched people have been by just organizing people and giving them the opportunity to be together. And I think that um, this garden and the safe place it presents, it's very important that um, if you've lost someone recently or if you are grieving at a slower pace when everyone has gone back to their lives that you can come here and you can be with us and you can meet new people who want to hear your story about your family member. And um, we're here, we're here and we're talking about our ancestors and those who have gone on and we are inspired continually by them. It is a welcome conversation and we are making art and music and we're gardening. And um, I want to continue to create that space where we're networking, where we're doing all kinds of wonderful things. You're meeting great people who can comfort you on your grieving journey. Beautiful. Thank you. And Gabrielle, let's let's end uh, with you. Um, any anecdotes you would share about how this has landed or visions you have for um, its next chapter in, in growing the world we want? Um, for me, I would say I'm holding on to that first vision that I saw. And that was, this garden is the beginning of that. And sometimes, I mean, I was, it's like I heard a voice to say, you have everything you need right here at your hands. And I, we really did. Everything that we needed was being supplied, like doors, windows, everything was opening up. And um, so the same way I, we, we just manifested that in the past two years, I, I look forward to seeing that vision that played in my mind um, where there, there was land far enough that I couldn't really see how far it went. And so I see that as being the ultimate goal, like a location far off that's a part of uh, Earth where they can come and take a trip away from the city, get away from all of this and really, you know, get away with nature. Um, I've also develop a different relationship with the plants to the point that I found myself talking to them and looking <laughs> at them and like, Oh, you look a little different than you did before. And Oh, I see you've changed. Like, and me, I, I'm, I live alone now. So I'm here at the garden all the time. So, um, I really, and be, and the fact that I've done a lot of my healing right here in this, in this building, I think it's powerful and it means something that, people can come in and still feel that healing. Everybody that comes, they, they feel it. It's like, it's like, oh, wow. It's like they stepped into another world when they come here. And that's what I really feel like. This is like a piece away from the chaos of the world and what we're experiencing here in Oakland and all the violence and stuff. And so there's a place of refuge right here in, in Ghost Town, West Oakland. And we're returning trauma in, into triumphant living is what I feel like we're doing. And um, yeah, I, I just feel like the healing that will come to people um, will be greater than we could ever imagine because I, I couldn't, no one could have ever told me that this would be 30 years later, because this is really the end. Yesterday was David's birthday. So this is a very powerful time to even be having this conversation. And so this is like a 30 year journey, in my opinion, because I met him 30 years ago. So here we are 30 years later, still carrying on love in the name of love. And that um, even though it was through a lot of pain that this this came from, um, I know that other families need us. And that's why I feel like if I could change or stop someone else from experiencing the pain that I felt, 
um, to lose a child, maybe someone, something that we could do to prevent that here in the garden. Thank you very much for being guests on the program today and for sharing this journey and vision with us. Uh, I am looking forward to hearing uh, all of its growth rings going forward. So thank you very much for being with me today. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Thank you. Gabrielle Chanel L., Shanae Pickett, and Ezekiel McCarter are the founders of the Long Live Love Foundation. The very personal mission of the foundation is to support survivors and victims of traumatic violence, in part through the public healing Serenity Garden on their 5,700-square-foot site in West Oakland, California. You can make a donation to their work, contact them about visiting the garden or hosting an event, or if you would like to donate wellness services or participate in the garden's work, you can do all of this through the Long Live Love Foundation website. Please do follow them on Instagram as well for all the most recent updates and specific information about Juneteenth celebration activities being held the week of June 25th. They are at Long Live Love Foundation. Join us again next week when, in preparation for Juneteenth, we're in conversation with a Washington, D.C.-based gardener, garden historian, and podcaster under the name of Cottage in the Court. Teresa J. Spate's new book, Out from Bloom Imprint, is Black Flora, a gorgeous look into transformative humans of color at work with flowers. Listen in. Bloom Imprint is a sister endeavor to the Slow Flowers Society, who are hosting their annual Slow Flowers Summit in person this year at the Stone Barn Center in upstate New York. Information on how to register is in this week's show notes. Cultivating Place is a co-production of North State Public Radio, a service of CAP Radio, licensed to Chico State Enterprises. Cultivating Place is made possible by listeners just like you. Thank you most recently to Carol Perkins and David Rawl. For more information and many great images and links to the healing, growing work of the Long Live Love Foundation, head on over to cultivatingplace.com and look for this week's show notes under the podcast tab. That's all at cultivatingplace.com. The Cultivating Place team includes producer and engineer Matt Fiddler, and tech and web support is received weekly from Angel Haracha. We're based on the traditional and present homelands of the Machupta Indian tribe of the Chico Rancheria. Original theme music is by Ma Muse, accompanied by Joe Craven and Sam Bevan. Cultivating Place is distributed nationally by PRX, Public Radio Exchange. Until next week, enjoy the cultivation of your place. I'm Jennifer Jewell.